Welcome to Sabbath Moods on Faith FM, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. Hi, I'm Erickson, your usual host for this one hour of inspirational music and readings from the Word of God, the Bible. Today I'll be changing things up just a bit. Instead of Bible passages, I'll be sharing with you a few thoughts on one passage of Scripture. Of course, there's lots of good music coming up. It's good to have you listening in, so stay tuned until the end. Mark chapter 8 verse 34 says, When he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In this verse, Jesus identifies three requirements for being one of his disciples or followers. Number one, denying oneself. Number two, taking up one's cross. And number three, following him. What do these mean? We'll come back and talk about each one, but first let's take a song by the Heritage Singers entitled Take Up Thy Cross. And follow me 
So welcome back. Jesus says, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Let's talk about number one, denying oneself. It will be interesting for us to note that this passage is set in the context of Jesus' announcement that he was about to die on Calvary. I say interesting because there's never been and there never will be a greater example of self-denial than that of Jesus Christ giving his life for the whole human race. Now, in the Greek New Testament, there are two words for deny. The first word means renouncing or forsaking someone or something, as well as disregarding one's own interest. But the second one is a slightly stronger form. It is like utterly severing any connection with someone or something. And that's the form used in today's passage. You you remember how Peter denied Jesus? The Bible says he began to curse and swear, thus affirming that he was totally distancing and dissociating himself with his master. He was like, I don't know him. I don't have anything to do with him. If I'm not telling you the truth, may my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth and may my belly swell. I just don't know what you mean. Leave me alone. That was a classic case of denial. So denying oneself then is a very strong act. It means that whenever self tries to assert itself, whenever self comes into the picture, the would-be disciple has to say, hey, who are you? You're not in charge here. In fact, I don't even know you. Leave me alone. Now, of course, that is not easy, but it's necessary, else the words of Jesus would be in vain. Hey, God never promised that the path to heaven would be an easy one. Let me say to you today that if you find yourself in any religious situation of belief and practice where everything comes easy, then be careful. If your faith makes no demand on you to give up something, something that pleases you, something that deep down in your soul you really love, if you have no sacrifice to make, then something is wrong with your discipleship. It's not easy, and that's why Jesus called the path to the kingdom a narrow gate. And why is it not easy? Because self is too large. Self is at the root of every natural action. It's at the source and the wellspring of every thought and word. Self is what makes us who we are. Self always wants to be seen, therefore to be known and to be heard. Self has an amazing appetite that cannot be satisfied. You can understand why self gets hurt so easily and why self is always seeking to justify and protect itself. You can understand why self is insulted by any suggestion that it must go. Self is threatened when you talk about praying, because when you genuinely and sincerely pray, you are actually submitting yourself to the will of God. And self gets offended when you talk about having the mind of Christ. But the Spirit says, self must go. It must be utterly hated, renounced. It must be crucified. It must die. And if we never learn to utterly deny self, we cannot be disciples of Jesus. We must learn every day, every hour, every moment to do so. It's a constant battle. And in this battle, the victory comes only as we surrender everything to the control of the Spirit of God. The victory only comes as we say, Jesus, now that self-centered thought didn't come from you. I want to cast it down right now. Just take it away and set me free so I can obey you. Self, move out of the way. Jesus, have your way right now. Do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? Don't we all want to be? Let's give him a chance. Let's give him every chance to kill the self in us. Not even in part. Oh. 
this thankful heart Listening to Faith FM 88.0, and this is Sabbath Moods from the Rockingham Seventh day Adventist Church. Stay tuned.
There was a man, they called him Jesus, walked the shores of Galilee. He healed the sick and calmed the waters, made the blind, did I to see. He raised the dead and cleansed the lepers, had the power to set men free. But best of all, he went to Calvary. That I could have been with him when he stepped out on the sea and heard him say to Simon Peter, Come, my son, and follow me. Well, soon the dawn will break around us, and his face we shall behold. Oh, what a time we'll have together. Shouting down the streets of gold. I want to walk, walk like Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be, I want to be just like my Lord. Just like my Lord. I want to help my neighbor, my fellow man. Or him later. I want to spread I want my life his holy word. To spread his word. I want to sing. I want to, sing, I want to shout. To heal the world. I want to tell. I want to tell the world about his love. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to talk, talk like Jesus. I want to be. I want to be just like my Lord. Just like my Lord. Walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. I want to be just like my Lord. Just like my Lord. I want to help my neighbor or him labor. I want my I want to see, to heal the world, I want to tell the world about His love. I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. I want to be just like my Lord. Just like my Lord. I want to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. I want to be, I want to be just like my Beautiful, beautiful music. This is Sabbath Moods on Faith FM, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church in Western Australia. And today we're talking about being a disciple of Jesus. The first requirement, we said, is self-denial. So let's talk a bit about the second one, taking up one's cross. Now, in the Philippines, in a certain town called San Pedro Cotud in Pampanga province, there's a religious procession that takes place every Good Friday. It is so spectacular that it's a tourist attraction. See, every year on this day, some Christian devotees choose to endure bloody beatings and to have their hands and feet nailed to makeshift crosses as a sign of faith and repentance. One man in particular has been crucified possibly 28 times. Now, what a demonstration of courage and, and devotion. Now, history tells us that up to the time of Emperor Constantine, the Romans used the cross quite commonly as an instrument of execution in the time of Christ and his followers. A condemned criminal was forced to carry at least the main beam of his cross to the place of execution. And there he was stripped naked, and according to one version, he was either tied to the cross or nailed to it. In the latter case, the soldiers would stretch out the victim's arm and drive into each forearm just behind the wrist an iron spike that was approximately five to seven inches long with a square shaft across. There was a one centimeter shaft across. Now the person's feet would be drawn slightly upward, one on top of the other, 
and placed on a supporting wooden block, and then one of those spikes would be driven into them. Historians further reveal that the victim suffered an agonizing, excruciating death. According to one theory, since his hands were, were stretched upward, bearing the full weight of his body, he could breathe in, but breathing out would be extremely difficult. The victim would struggle to draw himself up in order to breathe in, but he could not do so freely because his legs were also fastened. And sometimes, in order to hasten the criminal's death, the soldiers would break their legs, thereby restricting their movement. Oh, and bringing on asphyxiation in a matter of minutes or a couple of hours, depending on the strength and the health of the victim. Take up your cross and follow me. What Jesus' words? What was Jesus saying? And what is he still saying? All those of you who want to be my disciple, please be warned. You must carry a cross and experience crucifixion. Really? Yes. No. Uh, the answer is yes and no. So let's explain the no first. No. Carrying a cross, Filipino style, does not make you a disciple any more than fooling around with a golf club makes you a second Tiger Woods. And if Jesus meant that all those who are to become his disciples were to pick up a cross and go after him to their death, then discipleship would be equal to martyrdom. And, and sooner or later, we will all end up executed and discipleship will always end as soon as it begins. But what's more, Jesus' question to James and John still resonates in our ears when he asked them, can you drink of the cup that I drink of? We will never be able to pay the ultimate price for the salvation of others. So the answer is no. But yes, yes, because being a disciple demands that every one of us should be crucified. And someone has to die. And guess who that is? Self. The same guy we talked about earlier. Self. He also goes by an interesting name. The Flesh. Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ now lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Again, Galatians 5, 24, And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. And in chapter 6, verse 14, he declares, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So someone must get killed. It's going to be a painful, agonizing death. Why? Because we said before, self is large. Self wants to live, so he will struggle for every last ounce of breath. But just as Jesus surrendered himself unto death, we too must surrender. And like Paul, he must declare, I die daily. I've got to die. You've got to die. We've got to die so that Jesus can live. But that's not all. If we see the cross for what it is, the emblem of suffering and shame and humiliation, we realize that Jesus is saying to those who would be his disciples that we must be willing to take upon ourselves such hardship and suffering and even shame for his name. In my island home, when someone is giving you a hard time, you say, Lord, look at my cross. <laughs> the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 to 13, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I no longer live. Jesus Christ now lives in me.
cross where Jesus suffered, though it will cost all you claim as yours, your sacrifice will seem small beside the treasure eternity can't measure. What Jesus holds in store Embrace the love The cross requires Cling to the one Whose heart knew every pain Receive from Jesus Fountains of only He can fashion your heart to move as His. Oh, wondrous cross, our desires rest in You. Oh, Lord Jesus, make us Trace the steps the Savior walked for you. An empty tomb concludes Golgotha's sorrow. Endure then till tomorrow your cross of suffering. Embrace the cross. Embrace the cross, the cross of Jesus. This is Sabbath Moods on Faith FM, a broadcast of the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church. Hi, I'm Erickson. Thanks for staying with me. Today we're looking at the text that says, If anyone wants to be my disciple, he has to deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. And we'll continue right after the next couple of songs. So, stay tuned.
Welcome back to Sabbath Moons on Faith FM from the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church. We're talking about discipleship, what it takes. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So let's talk a bit about following Jesus, what it means. You know, Jesus said that on several occasions, but I just want to look in the Gospel of Matthew and identify a number of passages where that expression, follow me, is used. Matthew 4 verse 19, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew 8 verse 22, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Matthew 9 verse 9, he said to Matthew, follow me. And then chapter 10 verse 38, where Matthew gives his own account of the statement, that's the one who wants to be Jesus' disciple must take up his cross and follow. Matthew 19 verse 21 also says, come follow me. Matthew 19 28, you who have followed me. And following, following means walking behind, not ahead of. That makes it easier for the one who is behind to observe what's happening in front. If he's walking beside or ahead of, he cannot see what the teacher or the leader is modeling. He can't observe what is taking place and therefore imitate it. Following means walking behind and acknowledging that the one with the knowledge, with the information, with the example, knows what he's doing. Psalm 23, he leads me beside the still waters. That implies that I follow him. First Peter 2 verse 21, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. So it's important in the context of discipleship to let Jesus take the lead, to let him steer ahead and to keep walking in his steps and observing what he has done because everything that he's done is a model, is a pattern for us. In the book of Revelation, John saw those who were victorious in this conflict against sin standing on Mount Zion. He says in Revelation chapter 14, verses 4 to 5, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him one hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name on their foreheads. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And you will notice that this description given there is identical to what Peter said when he was speaking about Jesus himself. It is said in First Peter chapter 2, verses 22 to 24, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So following Jesus is walking where he walked, living like he lived, talking the way he talked. It is modeling after the great pattern himself. Following Jesus, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. We'll come back after the next song.
Sabbath Moods on Faith FM with me, Erickson, and we're talking about what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus. Friends, there are many who wish to be disciples, but do not wish to deny themselves, let alone carry a cross. No self-denial, no hardship, no pain, no sacrifice, no loss. Everything must be convenient. They want to be carried to the skies on a flowery bed of ease, like one hymn writer said. Or if I could put it in more modern language, they want to drive up to the pearly gates in a limousine. But as Charles Haddon Spurgeon, known in Protestant circles as the Prince of Preachers, once said, there are no crown wearers in heaven who will not cross bearers here below. When it comes to self-denial, when it comes to cross-bearing, when it comes to following Jesus, what could be written or said about you? Could it be said that you took your stand for your faith or that you sacrificed your faith on the altar of expediency? Do you know your God as the same one who delivered Daniel from the lion's den and his three companions from the fiery furnace? These men were not fearful for their lives, much less for their positions in the kingdom of Babylon. Today, many people who would be disciples choose not to carry the cross, that cross which means that you might lose an economic, educational, or social benefit, a job, a degree, a spouse, a partner, a girlfriend, boyfriend, political office, whatever. When I ask you today, can you face earthly loss for heavenly gain? Can you say like Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 and 10, What is more, I count everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, being like him in his death. Can you say that? Are you willing to take up your cross and follow?
Jesus is calling you to a surrendered life, a life of discipleship, a life that counts nothing as more important than knowing him first, denying ourselves, taking up our cross, whatever it may be, and following him. My question to you is, how will you respond?
that's it, friends. I hope you've been blessed as you listen to Sabbath Mots today. I hope that something you've heard, whether in the form of a song or in the words that I've shared on being a disciple of Jesus, has spoken to your heart. And I pray that these words will remain in your heart and that you will learn by experience what it means to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. May God continue to bless you and your family, keep you safe and well, and supply all your needs out of His great love for you and out of the abundance of His riches in glory. Sabbath Moods has been brought to you by the Rockingham Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located at 21 Wanley Street in Rockingham, and we meet for worship every Saturday morning from 9.15. Our mailing address is PO Box 368, Rockingham, WA 6168, and our message answering service is 0476-416-740. You can also visit our website or find us on Facebook. Tune in again to this broadcast next week right here on Faith FM for another edition. Until then, this is Erickson saying take care, God bless you, and bye-bye.